This is Writerish with Tiffany Thompson and Kenise Marshall. Hi, this is Tiffany. And this is Kenise Marshall. And we are with Writerish. So, Kenise, I know that this is our very first podcast. And I know that I'm so excited, and I can only imagine how excited you are, too. I am extremely excited. Like, this is something we've talked about for a while. So, I'm hoping you know, that it takes off and people are receptive to it. Yeah, me too. So I know that um, this is a new platform for us. So why don't you, as our published fiction author, why don't you start by giving us a little bit of your background and, you know, what you've been doing with your writing? I mean, so really writing has been a part of my life for a very long time. But, you know, as far as pursuing it, seriously was probably like in the past three years yeah my story call from the willow um started when i was in college and uh when i went to the university of mary washington for my uh bachelor's degree in english literature and it was a project that i turned into um a project for class and then i kind of stepped away from it and it was just 50 pages and then you know i wanted to see how this actually would progress and so at that point I just sat down. I told my husband, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get to 90,000 words. And, you know, after a couple years, it got refined, edited. You know, there are seven or eight editions of the story where it's changed over time. Um, And the life of it was about 10 years before it actually came into print. So it's a long time coming. Yeah, there are so many things in there that you just said that I want to talk about. Um, and so I'm going to have to take notes. <laughs> I know we're co-hosts, but, and this isn't an interview, but I think it's so interesting because there are several things that you said in there that I, w- I really want to explore. Um, but so I'm going to try to remember, but so just to recap, you have now published call from the willow call of the willow. Uh, call from the willow. Yeah, call from yeah. the willow. And have you sold any of your books to anybody besides your friends? <laughs> uh, yeah, there have been, I think, total, the total number of books, I've sold about 300. What? And, yeah, and then there have been um, a couple of copies floating around in the Augusta County Library, locally wow. where I am, and then the Orange County Library, um, close to a small town where I'm from. So um, it's in the library. It's available on Amazon. Uh, yeah, so it's out there. It's in people's hands. That is amazing. 300 copies. And I know that. So the first thing I had wanted to to say was, you know, you were saying it was 90,000 words. I know that I kind of use 50,000 as a gauge as a beginning author, just so that I can feel like I'm not going to feel so overwhelmed. So but I think 90,000 is a really interesting number. And I want you to tell me, like, how you got to that. And then the other thing is how hard is it to write 90,000 words? Like how long did it take you? I know you said the story took 10 years, but once you decided to really sit down and write the book, how long did it take you to write 90,000 words? Did you break it up? Did you think about, you know, word count or how did that work? I think really it's, you know, it's one of those things where I was looking at manuscripts because, you know, at some point, once this was finished, it had to go out somewhere. People had to review it and edited it. And, you know, so 90,000 was like, okay, that's a good hefty number. Um, But 
that was one of those ones that was, I guess, the the point between, um, you know, short story novella into, okay, this could be a trilogy kind of thing. Right. Um, right. And it was one of those numbers that was floating around. And I think 50,000, right, is that number where they're saying, if you're striving to make a full length novel that isn't considered a novella or short, just a short story that try to push yourself beyond 50,000, you know, words. And so yeah. the manuscript structure, I think is, is what they call for for that when you're putting it together. And, you know, that doesn't include like your dedication page and all the information about your publisher and copyright, like just the core of the story around 90,000. I would say though, like not sleeping, writing at as many hours as I could um, in, in the wee morning hours, probably I would say about four months, four or five months, really just focusing on that alone um, wow. to get me to that to that 90,000 words that's amazing and now I'm all depressed because I was like 50,000 oh man I gotta write 90,000 words (laughs) well you know you gotta start somewhere right everybody has to start somewhere and it's crazy because you think about the course of your day how many words you actually say between texting and conversations with people like we're probably saying close to I don't know 90,000 some words in a week or something like that I don't know maybe we'll see I'm sure we'll have to google it but yeah (laughs) it's like how many times you touch your face in a day you're like I don't touch my face that many times and like actually yeah I kind of do touch my face a lot right so Um, yeah for sure um okay and then as far as I'm concerned I've been writing my whole life too I started with you know it's funny because Kenise and I grew up in the same town and Kenise is a bit younger than I am. She's the same age as my sister. And so Kenise and my sister were, were really good friends. And then I don't even know how we started to become friends, but we have so many common traits. Like she went to Mary Washington. I went to Mary Washington. You know, her family looks a lot like my family. <laughs> we have yeah. the same type of um, makeup where, you know, the, the choices we've kind of made are in a parallel, just 10 years older or younger it's really really weird but um so yeah I started writing when I was really young and they were stories about like a young girl who was (laughs) who was left behind while her parents were on safari and she meets a boy and you know it was all about like how a black girl navigates the world and falls in love with a white boy you know it was really weird um but that was a lot of my experience like my story growing up in a little small town um and not to make everything about race but obviously I'm an African-American woman Kenise is African-American and you know part of you know who you are contributes to how you see the world so um but anyway I just find it really interesting that's those were the cat that was the caliber of my first stories. But I really started to want to write when I wrote a story about a wolf who was lost in like this Arctic tundra. And my brother Everett, he read it and he said, oh my gosh, you know, this is really good. He said, this, I can see it. And I was hooked at that point. You know what I mean? Um, Just for someone to say, Number one, it was good. I thought so much of him because he's like the scholar of our family. But number two, um, the fact that you could paint with words, 
that really was appealing to me. You know oh, I mean? absolutely. Yeah, no, I think with yours, you know, it's this very rich story, like both of those examples, because, you know, being a uh, black woman uh, trying to navigate life and then falling in love, especially with someone of a race, not of your own. You know, that's a very relevant story for t- even for today, you know, like those of our that's our lives. Right. And and then, you know, this this wolf, this lone wolf and, you know, trying to navigate. And there's so much so much there about, you know, wanting to be a part of something versus wanting to be separated. But my stories when I was younger weren't that <laughs> weren't that full. <laughs> I wrote about boogers and like poems about, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Like it was for me, it was texture of words right. um, that I fell in love with. How, you know, you didn't have to have rhymes that were exact and how words could flow in a way that created a rhythm. Um, and that's what I loved about it. You know, it's, you think back on the Harlem Renaissance and Langston Hughes and how all of his poetry has a rhythm to it. And right. this, you know, this, it can be a heavy rhythm or a light rhythm, but something about the way your mind takes in all that information, you know, and then you go to speak those words, you know, it, it has a texture. Words have texture to them. And I think that's what it was for me. That was, that's really what it was for me, like wanting to express myself in a way where words had texture or they created this heavy feeling for people. And I dabble in both poetry, spoken word, um, and, and then went on to the fiction prose side right. of it. Um, yeah. Just because that, that spectrum is very full and beautiful, just from beginning to end for yeah. whatever you try to reach out to, you know? Sure. Um, I wanted to ask though, he says, you know, you brought up Mary Washington, which is a very, um, it's a school that is working on its diversity element. But did you ever find while you were there that there was um, representation of of writing um, or people that wrote or um, felt like there was a, a space that needed to be filled as far as? African-American writer? or Did you feel like your education in that place informed you about writers that look like us or people just aspiring to be writers in general? Well, yes and no. You know, I had one professor who she really tried. You know, she um, she would say to me, I'm your biggest fan. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, and she would... Um, You know, she just, um, she tried to expose us to diverse readings and writings. I was unable to really embrace um, Black authors because I was so afraid of what I would hear or, you know, what I would read, not hear, but read. And it was painful. It was really painful. So I was telling someone the other day, like, I never read Roots. You know, these mm. simple works in the black community. Yeah. I never read Toni Morrison because I just couldn't. Um, there was already too much being so um, marginalized in that place that I just couldn't do it. You know, right. Right. And, 
I struggle with that now. You know, should I go back and read? But this is a, a confession that I have to make. I hate to read. <laughs> it's like, how can you want to be a writer that hates to read? You know, and we hear this all the time. Writers have to read. You have to read. Your vocabulary, your understanding of character development, you know, all of that is is part of reading that helps to develop that. So my number one piece of advice, and we're going to talk about what qualifies us to give advice on writerish. ish <laughs> <laughs> um, but my number one piece of advice is to read, you know, writers have to read. And so my husband just recently gave, um, bought me a subscription for my anniversary where we get, I say my anniversary, like I'm the only one that has it, it's our <laughs> anniversary, <laughs> but um, where you get a book every every month. And so I'm going to really commit this year to reading that book every single time, you know, and, and finish it in within the month before I get the next book. But, I, you know, I've, I've digressed. Um, what what qualifies us to give writerish advice and why is this podcast called writerish? So, <laughs> so first of all, we are writers, Kanice and I. Um, I have um an English degree and um a bachelor's degree in English and I also have a master's degree in English. I've taught English as a second language. I've also taught English to college students at a community college and I currently work in marketing. So I work with words all day and um I also you know have an extensive background in writing. And so from that perspective, I have the ability to do editing and proofing and copy and writing and and that kind of thing. All of that is a bit different than sitting down and writing a novel, um, which you've already done, but I'm, I'm working to do. And so on the technical side, that's what gives me some credibility, I think, to, you know, for us to be on a podcast like Writerish, because we are able to give some insight on the actual writing itself, but writer is a loaded term, don't you think? You know, don't you think when people say writer, they mean you are a professional writer and you make a living writing. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. I 100% agree with that just because, uh, you know, what it comes down to, like people are like, oh man, you're an author. And I'm like, no, I didn't. I'm I'm not an author. I just scribbled some words on a page and they're like, but it's in print. It's somewhere for somebody to read. And I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I just, I don't identify with that. When I think author, you know, I think like, you know, Anne Rice and Laurel K. Hamilton, which are, you know, profound writers in the kind of niche that I'm writing in. Um, Supernatural. <laughs> my daughter is in here. Hi, Ruby. <laughs> hey, that's part of the writing life, right? Right. Like, that's the whole point of writer-ish is that we are, and, and, Kanish, you can give your qualifications as well. I think your number one qualification is that you've written a, an entire book that sold 300 copies. Because I don't think you got 300 people in the family that bought the book. So some, no. other, <laughs> some other people bought that book, and that, to me, qualifies you among amongst everything else, even though the rest of your qualifications are stellar. Um, but So writer-ish, you know, ish means to some extent. And so that's why the podcast is called Writerish. Right. I, just, I do apologize. My daughter is in here wanting to read her bedtime story. 
story. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, call you know, it readerish. I know readerish. Um, <laughs> molding young minds to read. Um, what it comes down to is that it's aspiring to do something, right? Because no, I don't do this professionally. I have a full time job outside of this, but it's a passion that goes beyond just thinking about it. It's a passion that goes beyond just saying, well, maybe one day when, when, you know, my daughter's grown and out of the house and when I'm not distracted, it's one of those things where it keeps you up at night. And the only thing you can think to do is write. Um, it's your outlet for emotional stuff. You know, we have, a you brought up your sister and she has her podcast, you know, too cheap for therapy. And, you know, some people yeah. use their writing as therapy. Um, and you guys should check that podcast out if you haven't already. It's too cheap for therapy and at too cheap for therapy dot com and listen in on that. But uh, but yeah, no, I mean it's it's an outlet and and I think that's if I have to you know throw in a qualification. Yeah, I've written a book, but it's I'm constantly aspiring and striving to make this craft reach people. You know because that's what it came down to. I could have published the book. Um, and it just was, it could have been just a vanity uh, publish, publication where it was just for me, for me to have in my house. But you labor over these words so intently. And it's like, you know, I have to see if it can, if I can make it. And I think that's what this is, writerish is about too. Striving to make it beyond just the words you protect on paper. Seeing right. if you can really make it and get it out there to other people. Yeah, exactly. And you have your master's degree too. Right? Yeah, but it's in business. That doesn't count for anything. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you wrote 90,000 words getting that degree. So, yeah. Good. Um, okay, so I know you are in the middle of being mommy ish. And so, certainly <laughs> yeah. start with that. I do want to ask one thing, and I'm okay. going and I want to get another writer's opinion. Um, have you done NaNoWriMo? So I have started NaNoWriMo once. I've never completed it. And uh, my goal this year is to try and complete it because I, I am working on part two of, of my book. So, or of my series of the, the Willow Song series. So Perfect. you, have you done NaNoWriMo? Yeah. Well, so I started NaNoWriMo the first year in 97. It started in 97. So that's how long it's been around. And I remember trying and I never finished <laughs> and then I tried again um two or three years ago and so this year I'm committed to it so for those of you who don't know what NaNoWriMo is it's National Novel Writing Month and we are not affiliated with NaNoWriMo but you can go to NaNoWriMo.com and basically it's a community of writers and everyone is working towards a 50,000 word goal by end of November so National Novel Writing Month is November and, you know, you need to write about 2,000 words a day in order to hit your, wait a minute. I keep saying 2,000 words a day, but my math is horrible um, <laughs> because it's not that many words. There are 30 days in a month, right? Yes. And this is where she pulls out her calculator. So it's about 1,600. It's not about. It's 1,666 words a day um, in order to make your 50,000 word goal. And I'm nowhere close to that. In fact, I cheated and I used an old, you know, I used work that I had already started. So I'm going to end up having to write 
Like my word count will be fifty thousand plus five thousand words, whatever fifty five thousand. Like she's on. I'm on the struggle bus today with like math. <laughs> but um, but anyway, NaNoWriMo is a really great way for an aspiring writer to have a community and to have a commitment and have a goal. And you know, at the end of it, you have fifty thousand words. Now, Kanice has depressed us all, saying we have to. Oh, no. I need to get to 90, but at least we'll have the first 50 and, uh, and then we can get to 90. So, um, there's so much, many things that we're going to talk about on this podcast. Um, we're going to talk about current events. We're going to talk about how current events affect our writing. You know, how does your religion, your faith affect your writing? Um, how do you actually carve out the space and time to write? What tools do you need to use? So I'm really excited about this um, this podcast, and I'm excited that we're taking this journey together. Absolutely, me too. And I think also, too, one thing, you know, we want our listeners to know is that, you know, like my daughter came in here, and, and that happens, you know, life happens. And so, you know, talking about your craft and keeping up with it in the midst of life things. Right. Um, you know, because that may be your only solace. And I think that's that's important too. like use your writing to get you through those tough moments or use your writing um, when life happens, even if it's just putting down a word a day um, or a couple sentences, you know, you're going to get through it and, and don't give up on that dream, you know. Absolutely. And that's important because, um, you know, I've written a journal it's not a novel but a journal for women who might suffer from postpartum depression and so Mm -hmm. um and this is a shameless plug it's available in the amazon store (laughs) yes it is available uh, it's available it's called um postpartum a journal for women and um similarly call from the willow is available in the amazon store and um we're on amazon.com and so as young writers, aspiring writers, not young writers, aspiring writers, definitely we'd love to have your support and your feedback and what you think about our writings. And um, but that was going to say that exactly. Writing that journal helped me to process, you know, a really scary time that I had when I was pregnant and then after my pregnancy. And also it helped me to give back something to someone else who might have the same struggles. And so writing, um, studies have shown that writing and journaling are really important and helpful to your mental health. So I highly encourage it. Absolutely. Yeah. And while we're on this journey together and, you know, we gain listeners or, you know, people, you know, send us your questions. If you're writing something or, um, you know, you're stuck in a, a situation as far as your writing's concerned, or you're just trying to carve out time, you know, we're, we're happy to answer those questions, you know, and help you get through it, you know, talk yeah. about everything that is uh, writing related. Yep, everything that's writing related. All right, well, we have just hit our 30 minute mark. And so we are off to the races. And we are going to be putting this podcast out once every, our goal is what, once a week? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, once a week. Our goal is once a week. So if you have any questions, we don't have our website information set up yet, 
So we'll have all of that for you next time. And you can send your questions through Facebook. We'll be posting this online at Facebook. You can go to Square Penny Publishing um, on Facebook. And you can also go to Kenise Marshall. And um, we will have our podcast there. And you can also put your questions there. And we'll be able to answer them. All right, Miss Kenise, are you going to, what exactly will you be readerish? with your daughter tonight are you going to be reading her anything in particular well she got this book um of disney stories and right now we're stuck on the nemo one so i'll be reading to her about dory's surprise birthday party <laughs> All right. well and i'll tell you that one of the things i can recommend one of the books that we just got for my sister actually um is called sulway and it's s-u-l-w-e and it's by lapita nuango and it's a beautiful book about, you know, a, a young black girl who was very dark and finding her way and finding how to love herself and to love the skin she was in. So, yeah, she, um, she got that for Ruby for her, her birthday. Um, yes. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm excited to read into it. We've only looked at a couple of the pictures, um, yeah. but the first line was uh, so way was her skin was the color of midnight and I just knew I was going to love that book now as soon as I could get into it (laughs) yeah yeah, absolutely so um as you can see our my sister yours and I'm sure you think of her as a sister everybody needs to have those people in their lives who keep them learning and keep them growing and you know keep supporting so all right well Kenise this is our first official I wish I had a sound graphic to go hi clap 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 um clink 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 we made it through the end of our first podcast yes we did all right well thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week all right thanks